may know who some of us are, but not all of us. And let's start with Tim Exile. I am Tim Exile. Um, wir sind hier in Spanien mit Mostly Robot und wir machen elektronische Musik. Sehr, sehr, sehr gut. Und sie sind alle sehr, sehr nett. Und ich bin kein Deutscher, aber ich bin Deutscher gewohnt. Yes, yes, that's me, that's me. Um, um, are we doing, we doing roles as well, or are we just doing names? Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could be a, a responsible moderator and introduce you, but, but you can introduce what you do. I mean, in fact, uh, so what Tim does is kind of the most interesting because, so these, we have all Thank kinds you. of, <laughs> what's the most hard to categorize? Uh, that's, the, that's the most difficult question. So we have in the rest of this group, uh, how, who was not at the Mostly Robot show yesterday here? Okay. So Whoa. we've all seen the show. Wow, so many good or, fans. Or yeah. you're don't like raising your arms. Uh, so, so also Nick kind of has seen the show. But, uh, but it, it's, not, it's not immediately apparent, maybe it's particularly what Tim is doing, which is hard to, I don't even know. I don't, even know. I, I don't even know. Uh, it's, well, uh, so I made a machine, um, and it took me a long, long time. So I'm kind of like half nerd, half robot. Um, and uh, yeah, so I made this machine. I, 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 I just wanted to have a machine that you could um, completely sort of make, make up electronic crazy sound music in real time. Um, and so it's all, so all the processing, all the, all the beats, all the kind of, I don't know, looping and magnetic stuff, that all happens in real time. Um, and so you kind of, you sort of see my hands moving around a lot, but you can't really see. It's not like, say, you know, with, with turntablism or with drum machines. Like ah, his fingers go bang and the drums go bang, or his fingers go and it goes. But with me, it's kind of like mm, he's just kind of dicking around, and some kind of weird sounds are coming out. So <laughs> it's a little bit. It's a little bit more than that. It's a little bit more than that. We'll talk. We'll come back to this idea. But so we have Tim, the reactorist. A reactorist. Yeah, right. Reactorist. Yeah. It, it, yeah. 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 Uh, we'll go over to Marcus, who's yeah. the, the brains behind the operation. Who had the behind the idea? I'm Marcus Fosnick. I would call myself as, um, uh, describe myself as an executive producer because I came up with the idea to bring these jams together, these highly creative uh, musicians and performers, which is really important in this case. Yeah. It's not just about musicians and it's about producers, it's performers. So uh, my role is, yeah, I brought them together and started the craziness. <laughs> so Mark is the executive producer. Yeah. This is Jamie. Uh, I'm Jamie Liddell. I'm well, everyone here in this group is a bona fide virtuoso, you know, all in their various disciplines. Uh, and in a way, I think what was crucial for us to be an actual bona fide boy band was to have a singer. <laughs> so uh, I, I stepped up. I, I mean, I, I usually, I have done solo performances, you know, looped my voice and made a lot of electronic noise to go with it. But in this particular role, I just I just hold the mic, sing, put a few little delicate, you know, classic effects on it, and um, that's it. I think it, it's kind of like a cohesive. I'm like a kind of glue, a vocal glue, and uh, you know, surrounded often in a kind of. I often feel like I'm sort of standing in a hurricane, sort of flapping. Glue, glue in a hurricane. Glue, that's right. Glue vocal, in a vocal, vocal glue in a hurricane as yeah. it strikes a boy band. Exactly. There you go. I think we've they've actually got good keep going this way, right? Yeah, we can. Well, let's go over to the. Okay. After this. All right. My name is Jeremy Ellis. I am playing multiple drum machines in this group, specifically the machine and the machine micro. Um, usually, I I do kind of a I'm a solo performer, and I usually would play like all the drum parts with my left hand on one drum machine. And then on the other drum machine, I would play a bunch of musical samples that I borrowed from people and some that I've made myself. Um, but in this particular setting, I'm basically just playing the role of the drummer and or percussionist as someone else has like the main drums happening. Shifty's playing the drums or Tim is playing the drums. I'll find some like tablas or congas or something else to play and uh, fill the, the music that way in a very tasteful fashion, of course. <laughs> no hurricanes or glue involved over there, but okay. <laughs> I'm DJ Shifty, um, the DJ in the group, as my name suggests. Uh, and so I scratch and I launch samples. Um, I curate the rap lyrics for the group, as, as a DJ will do. 
Um, and, and my role really depends on the track. One of the, one of the reasons I like being a turntablist in general is I, I can kind of be any instrument. Um, so in some tracks I'll be sound effects, uh, some tracks I'll be the drummer, and some tracks I'll be the notorious B.I.G. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, I'll kind of yeah, pick my spots, mess with the group where they need me, and that's what I do. Oh yeah. Hello, I'm, I'm Mr. Jimmy. I uh, am a keyboard player. I'm the keyboard player, mostly robot. I, uh, I basically am the bass player. My left hand does all the bass playing with Razor and FM8. And then my right hand has got some other controllers and I can make more with Houston sounds. But that's what I do. When I'm at home, I play with Jamie and we make records, bang in once. And, uh, and you know, and I, I, I'm the, uh, I'm probably the brokest one in the group. So I just try to, I, I just try to, uh, what you call it? I try to keep everything love and creative and try to, I'm the one that tries to forget about business all the time. So that's uh, creative. Oh, so um, I'm Toby. Um, I'm part of that. It's a visual team and we uh, also part of Mostly Robots. And we actually um, doing the visual part. And uh, this time we tried a completely new concept of uh, how to create and synchronize visuals to uh, live playing artists. <coughs> so maybe we talk later about this more. Yeah, yeah. I think we will. Well, so just to, to, to start out, let's talk about this, this playing aspect of this, because I think this is really important. That's, that's something that we've talked to Marcus and all of you about. Um, we, even upstairs, uh, above ground, um, you know, you'll see some acts build as DJ and some acts build as live. Mm -hmm. What is it? You know, uh, and then, it, but a, it, it's a little bit more complicated than that, right? What, I what, think we need a new word. Probably it's the second word for live. The second word for live. Or yeah. actually live. Actually, actually live. <laughs> yeah. So the right the <laughs> DJ <laughs> thing is pretty clear. Live. You kind of know what you're going to see if you see DJs. You're not sure what you're going to see when you when you when you see live. What is it that made this a live band? I think when people say live, it's mean that the performer that is listed will be alive. <laughs> and, and that's basically what you're playing to see. What they're doing. There, I, I've seen a few live sets that, where that may have been in question. Right. So at least they may have, yeah, they may have been tending to another direction. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's true. It's up for grabs. Yeah. A new word, perhaps, is true. But what is so? What did it mean to to make this a? What did it mean to? Before we get to what made this a band. Um, what made this a live performance for you, though? One shot. No. It's more I mean, than just, to, just to do a quick comparative uh, analysis of, of live and actually live. Um, in Detroit, where I'm from, uh, we've had laptop DJ sets or live sets for since the late 90s, you know? And very often what you would just see is the guy standing behind his computer and you see the top of his head and that's the whole thing, you know what I mean? So maybe he's actually doing quite a bit of work switching between parts of his music, adding filters and stuff like that. So maybe he really is doing some, some real work, but as far as it actually like uh, looking like a performance, not so much, you know? And, and us as artists, we, we respect, of course, music in, in general, you know, and if it's good music, it's good music, you know, and I think that what makes this a little bit different is like the actual physical activity, as was mentioned with, if you see my fingers playing, you're seeing notes happening, you know, and that's that's pretty much down the line what you're seeing in this group. It's actually music coming out directly, you you, you have an idea, your brain formulates what's going to happen, you're, you do it with your fingers, and then magically out of some computer device that someone made in China, it, uh, music shoots out. And know? it might suck. Mm -hmm. It might not be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think what makes it live is that when we mess up, the music messes up. <laughs> and we're, we're in charge of all the individual instances of what happens and all the sound. So when we're not on point, just like an instrument, like if we don't hit the note, like that note doesn't play. If we play the note at the wrong time, it comes out at the wrong time. Uh, we're mostly robot, but ultimately it's like the human experience of interacting with the machines. Having, I guess having an ensemble makes a difference too, right? Because uh, part of what you see in a solo laptop set is maybe not everything is in one shot, unless you're Jeremy. Uh, you know, maybe you've got some loops, or you. And if you even think back to those weird one-man band machines that people used to play before computers, they had some kind of apparatus so that they could play more than one thing at a time, right? So I mean, is is it different? To, can you make it more live by the fact that you guys are an ensemble rather than just one soloist? Is 
and especially since Jamie and Tim do solo lab testing all the time. Yeah, well, I think I think it's actually when it liveness is. I'm like just thinking about it quickly. I think there's like there's kind of three elements to liveness. There's um, well, there's a the there's a, the spectacle, the whole. So like you know, Jeremy's fingers on the pads with the machines tipped tipped up. It's just like it's a really it's a, like it's a fully sort of multimedia to coin a really out of date term, but it's a full multimedia experience, and it's really it's just like you know it's bringing all sorts of things together and they all happen together. So that's it. There's like the spectacle. And then you've got the like the spontaneity, which is so you don't quite know where it's going to go, and there's no you know you know it's kind of a bit unpredictable. And then you've got the interaction, which is like you you know that and you know to some extent if the audience say say you know like like um, your your like solo routine um, yesterday like when we were doing when we were rehearsing the squash court your solo routine was quite like right, this bit this bit this bit this bit. Um, but then yesterday when there's like a whole bunch of people in front of you, it's like yeah. They're screaming. Okay, I'm gonna do that bit more. Gonna do that bit more, and that's just like, and that's like, that's like the interaction element as well. So there's, I think, with with an ensemble, you actually you're kind of maxing out on all these three different different things. You've got all these three elements are really kind of like raised. So like a, you know, a live laptop set has an element of spontaneity because you know you can kind of like launch your clips in a different way, but it doesn't really have the spectacle. Yeah, it probably has an element of interaction, but that's it's less clear. Okay, so, so we've got spontaneity, the ability to fail, and then kind of what you see. Would, is it still going to sound live? If, if people went to, with apologies to the visuals, if people went to, to this show and, and closed their eyes, they're not going to have the same experience because they're going to miss out on your visuals, but would it still sound live to them? I think so. I mean, I, 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 mean, I think each of us is really playing an instrument, and I think that it's, 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 it's got jazz, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the whole thing. Like the element of spontaneity is jazz, you know. It's like, is is you know, if you want to make the baseline slightly more sexual, you can make it more sexual. If you want to, you know, if it, like timing wise, and that's a very subtle, little tiny thing, you know. And and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, right, you know, there is one aspect that we, when you're playing solo, and I think Tim and I and a lot of us, we can play solo and improvise. So we are kind of solo jazz musicians, you know. And yeah, we can create a bit of ensemble that's in a con contained environment that's looping around behind us, whatever. That's kind of our band at that moment. But the good, in a way, the advantage of playing solo is you can stop that anytime you like. DJ start, you know, you can say that record's gonna stop, this one's gonna continue. You're very much like in control of every aspect. When you've got like five people on stage, if you're gonna take a left, a hard left, people gotta know about it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's crazy wreck behind you. So it's a totally different thing. And I think for us, I don't think selfish is the word, but you know, it's losing some of that ego and becoming part of a bigger thing. There's actually, a, in a way, that's the hardest thing to achieve to make a band really work. Just to get the cohesion where everyone is kind of feeling where everyone's gonna be going and not being like, I don't care, I'm going this way anyway. You know what I mean? You can't think like that, otherwise you will screw with someone's head. So you have to kind of be clear in a way. Mr. Jimmy ended up being really like our point guy for like, what's going on? <laughs> Just in case we're lost, you know? Because you've got the, you've got the, I don't know, yeah. fastest hands. The fastest hands in the world, I don't know, some of that, some of that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Shifty probably has something to say about that, but um, uh, something about that, you know? He's got his hands full, Shifty. Although you have to, yeah. we end up. We need gestures, so we end up having to evolve some gestures. Yeah. And I think that's it. We we need more now. We have a few more shows, and everything will start to get oily. And then that and sexual things. <laughs> Oiled, yeah, right. Things will get more oily and sexual. Okay. Well, um, so actually, I wanted to hear about that, and that can include the visuals as well. What what if people keep talking about these challenges. It was tough, tough to, you know, tough to kind of get past ego and, and work together. And I, I heard that there was a, you know, a, there was some challenge to getting together in the villa and playing together. What, what were some of the? Obviously, it worked out in the end. But what were some of the moments that were difficult? Or was there kind of like were there train wrecks in the uh, in the villa? What when things broke? What went wrong? 
Well, uh, we, we had a set of rehearsals uh, in Nashville uh, maybe three weeks before Music Town USA. Music right? City. Music City, sorry. Music City USA. Um, and uh, actually, Jer Jeremy was off, uh, you know, uh, ruling the world um, <laughs> and doing his stuff, so he, he wasn't there. But uh, the first, the, it, it's like uh, Jamie said, each of us is used to doing much, much more. And part of our identity as artists, as solo artists, is that's sort of what separates us is the amount that we do or you know it's like that's what we take pride in like I can do all this stuff look at all the stuff I can do with this this and this and it's sort yeah it's sort of when we first came in we were each I think ready to do more than we ended up needing to do because yeah there's there's sort of a, a self-identity kind of crisis where I'm known for doing all this different stuff but now I'm going to do just this little little bit in, in service of a greater good. So the first thing I think was just everyone just doing too much, trying to do too much sound, trying to do too much of the roles, too much of the voices. Um, and yeah, when we first came into Nashville, there were, you know, we try to like jam things a little bit and that didn't really produce much. And what ended up being sort of our, our rock, which got us focused and really, I think, made the whole project work is just going to the band model, going to songs, we are gonna do this song, you are gonna be this instrument, you are gonna be that instrument, and just really making it old. So we have futuristic musicians, but it's sort of uh, a more traditional way of approaching things, which is we have songs, we play songs, and in these songs, we each are an instrument. Okay. Sometimes we're a cool instrument, but. That should be actually kind of revelatory, I think, for anybody trying to do this, because usually when you hear guys and laptops get together, guys or girls, I prefer everyone as guys, uh, they, you know, say, all right, I've got my laptop, you've got your laptop, you've got your laptop, let's all play at the same time. <laughs> so uh, that, that's important, I guess, that you guys kind of found some of those different roles. Speaking of which, by the way, if there are any questions from the audience, we'll wait until the end, but then lose momentum and forget what you're going to ask. If somebody has like an urgent question or confusion or anger or something, <laughs> raise your hand. I ask questions all the time. I can moderate questions from but any other uh, answers to the sort of things that broke that then got fixed? Yeah, I think so. we, we all had our um, technical issues, I think. Well, especially Jer Jeremy and I had some uh, particularly difficult ones. There were like machines disappearing from not being seen and USB hubs and... This will not happen to you at home when you use your fine native instruments. Here. We're, we're pushing things to the max. Like that's what we do. You know, it's like even though we're all taking these backseat roles, we're still pushing all the technology like to the max. I think. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's um, uh, yeah. My like my um kind of gear just actually completely screwed up before the show yesterday, and we're just like, ah, oh, no, it's not working, not working. So yeah, I mean, that that's kind of like, yeah. Well, that I mean, that's to be honest, that's actually like. All my shows, I think things are You're mag especially magnetic. You things tend to you create an electromagnetic field around yourself and things break. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But you have to remember as well that like every country has slightly different power. <laughs> you know, um, so like everything in, yeah. in my studio is working this one perfect way, and then you go here, and then maybe their voltage is like sending this little extra message. Through my through my gear and, and it's and then of course I'm smacking my gear around a lot, you know. So um, when you're physically abusing your equipment, it's much different than um, it being in a stable lock position. It's like uh, yeah. sweating all. Which is one thing to Tim. I mean, Tim came up with the machine by himself. He created this, this yeah. machine. So I mean, you know, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I say this how complex the machine is and how great it is and how oh, great it is. <laughs> it is. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's. Got a lot of things. It's, 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 a, it's a looper. Um, it all kind of like revolves around the looper, uh, and then it's got kind of drum machines and effects and so on. And everything can, everything that happens inside it, can be rerouted back into it and through the, all the all the effects. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a couple of plugins that I've kind of made with Nature Instruments for the finger and the mouth. I don't know if anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, there's all, it's it's just kind of complex. I mean, it's, it took me probably about two years to program it, or, or to kind of like design it, make it, program it, realize it didn't work, then do the whole thing again. Um, well, I so remember meeting you at one point when you had a hand injury, right, from from patching. 
Showtime, uh, we encounter, I encounter stuff that we didn't have during practice just because the effects will kind of feed back in a way that with my system, the one I know, the one I've, I've worked with for a long time, I know how it behaves like because I've done it a lot. So there's always these, there's a, there's a lot of little things which should be really clear and that can really throw you off your game on stage because you're like, rather than just being completely free, you're like, you know, and your mind is actually occupied on a lot of technical things. And with you, with my setup and stuff, you could go crazy trying to work out the technical things with that, unless you use it a lot, to the point where you're kind of not looking at that stuff anymore. Turntables, or anything like that. People, anything. Yeah. You just need to play, you can practice a lot. So I think in a way, with technology moving along quickly, software moves along perhaps a bit too quick sometimes, because it's actually mastering things. So you just start to get the hang of it, because, oh, should I update this? And then get this new thing, and then like before you know it, you're in an unfamiliar zone and you're not very good at it. It's just like getting quite good at the piano, then selling the piano and buying another instrument. You know, it might be quite like a piano, 
like an organ. To the instrument. Yeah, like an organ that doesn't have, that doesn't have yeah. any. Yeah. I think the, the important part of like this group actually and, and the use of software and the particular part of what I'm trying to do like with my tutorial videos at YouTube slash Jeremy Else Music, um, <laughs> you can uh, basically like this whole skill set uh, from piano and drums and guitar and other things, you know what I mean? And there's no reason to leave this all behind. And I, I, I see that that is going to be the thing that's going to be that's going to live through this as every software changes. But if you can play one rhythm in one hand and one rhythm in another hand, or even isolate in one hand, that that skill set is gonna to move to your next software, your next instrument, your next controller. And 20 years from now, we're gonna have 3D imagery controllers, you know what I mean? It'll be designed, oh, I want a red controller. You know what I mean? This kind of stuff, that's that's going to happen. We're all gonna see that if we don't get hit by a bus or anything, you know? So this this infinite, this classic skill set that's, that's happened since you know, like in the movie 2001, when the, like the guy realizes this bone could be a tool, you know? And the first time we picked it up and beat a tree with it, we're like, yeah, and then he beat the tree with me. We're like, dude, dude, we're jamming, you know? And then the ladies start dancing and the party happens. You're like, okay, we're, this is it, you know? This, this, this party, this celebration, this ceremony, that, that's going to live on, you know, these, these infinite skill sets. I'll say it again, not long. <laughs> That was deep for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one uh, on, on that tip. That's what like I, I've been off and on for the last few years. I've I've ended up. I, I don't I don't teach a lot of lessons, but every once in a while I would I would to and, and one time I tried to do it for I don't know it didn't work so good. But um, but it's good. But I, I I taught these like rock and roll camps for for girls. There's one south of Nashville where I live, and it's like a big group, you know, keyboard class. And, and the cool thing about it, like a group keyboard class is that, you know, if, if you got a group guitar class, it's like, you know, whatever, 14 bad guitar players playing in a room together. I mean, like, they can't play together, it's terrible. But if you got, if you got keyboards, it's a whole nother ball game. I mean, it's like, I mean, the piano is just, it's a controller, it's a sound. It's like, it's kind of lame. I mean, that's what, I mean, it's not lame, it's beautiful. It's the original one man band, really. It's a whole orchestra at your fingertips. You know, you got 10 fingers, you could do, I mean, just list transcriptions of operas, I mean, it's unbelievable. But, you know, and now in these days, I mean, that's the thing that, that I think that, that I, I would try to convey, and that I will convey, I'm doing this again next month, and with a lot more knowledge, and a lot more knowledge about sounds, and new sounds, and software. Because the thing is, is like, you could tell a kid, like a 12-year-old kid, you know, that, that might be, you know, like I was when I was 12, and, and I moved, and I lost all my friends, and just went down to the basement and played Beatles, songs on the guitar and learned all that you know like you can you can take the crappiest keyboard your parents buy you your parents will buy you a crappy keyboard they won't buy you a computer they will buy you a crappy keyboard with speakers on it but it's got midi outs right and then you can for ten dollars you can get a midi to usb cable plug it into guitar band or whatever you call it <laughs> what do you call it? Garage band, or whatever. You know, you can. And, or and, you one know, of the Texas Instruments products. Yeah, or one of the fantastic Texas Instruments products, and you can have a world of sound at, at your fingertips, including drums. You know, I mean, that's what. That's the last time I really taught, which was a couple of years ago. That's that's one of the things when I was thinking about teaching rhythm to these kids, was that like, oh man, you know, patch one oh nine on the Dream Machine is like. And basically an 808, like on every single one of these keyboards is that. And you know, and you can just teach them by them playing drums. And that ain't lame at all. That ain't playing Barry Had a Little Lamb. Like, that's somebody just going, boom, ah, boom, ah. And that's just quarter notes, but that is heavy. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know, that I, that's the future, you know? And you can tell your kids, you know, these kids, it's like, your parents, like, you have a computer, there it is. It's like, you have this crappy keyboard, $10 thing, boom, now you're making music, you know. Just to clarify that, this is Jimmy does live in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, and it's, it's one of the things that is so magical about him. And uh, I think it's, we are perhaps living in another futuristic paradigm. Far away yeah. from music, often. Yeah. And I think Mr. Jimmy in this band represents a really solid part of like pure playing. I think that's, that comes across it band a lot, you know, and um, he is drawn to 80s sounds for good reason. Because um, Whitney Houston records sound really good. So, I mean, you know, I just thought I needed to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, no, I was at, I, I was at a show that Amanda Palmer did uh, on Tuesday before I came here. And she has a great song about the ukulele. This is only in my head. But it'll, I'll paraphrase. It's very hard to paraphrase a song. But the, the idea is, you know, that there's some, there's some real value to everybody being able to have a, an instrument that they can go and pick up and express themselves on. And, and there's a couple song lyrics that talk a little bit about when music becomes a little more complicated, or you kind of tell people that art is, is hard. And I might be a little guilty of showing people complicated and difficult forms of art in my vocation. Because um, so what we're doing here is kind of complicated. Um, how, do you, how do you bridge those two worlds? I mean, I, I wouldn't take away any of those kind of wonderful, complicated things that you're thinking. <laughs> that Tim created that seems to really come from your music and your self-expression. So how do, you, how do you kind of deal with the ukulele on one end and strange robotic creations on the other? Encouragement, I think, you know? It's like start somewhere, like tell a kid, you know, it's like, you could do this, man. It's not that hard. All you gotta do is put time. Well, and also, look at an orchestra. I mean, it, I mean, it seems trite now, but you wheel in a huge kettle drum and go, right, that's one sound. You know, and then someone comes in with a tiny whistle. It's like, right, we're gonna make that work with this. I mean, that's crazy. But that's the foundation of the music that forms, like, you know, you just, you've heard it all so many times that it's completely natural. It's, it's almost completely, you know, dead in a way. But it's, you know, that was, that is strange if you think about it. I view it in a really similar way to a painter with his palette, you know? Like we actually, we get to pick the sounds we're gonna use first. Now, let's say if you're a drummer and you just buy this drum set, that's, those are the sounds you get to use, you know, until you get another drum set. Um, we get to individually pick our sounds and make our own palette. And that's, that's a pretty exciting process generally for me. Um, that's the best parallel I can draw on that. I have no segue for this. Well, actually, Shifty has to say. Uh, I think maybe just want to hold the mic, but not Shifty. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, I, 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 I teach at a, at a place called uh, Dubspot in New York, um, and so we get, you know, we get it's a DJ production school, and so we get all these young people, old people, uh, nope, not middle ground people um, <laughs> who want to who want to make music. Uh, um, and one of, the, one of the things we find is they see all these complicated things and they want to get right into it, but I think everyone who gets very good at something gets good at it bit by bit. So you can get from the ukulele to the robots or the robots to the ukulele. I think you just need to pick something, start with it, get good at that one thing, and then you get to the other side bit by bit. Um, it's, yeah. Mastery. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like Jamie is saying, the technology is going so fast, it becomes, especially if you're gonna have all this, these different things, still go and buy all the different things, but it, it gets hard to master one thing. So yeah, I think bit by bit is how you get bridge the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I should say, I find the ukulele really hard to play. I've dealt with fingers or something, so. Maybe not to the little of the ukulele. <laughs> I love it, yeah, but anyway. But I have no segue to this, so when I come over to visuals, I, there's Please. no way for me to segue between those two things. Oh, there um, is. Uh, maybe there's one. Do you, I, I no, got Jimmy's segue. got a segue. <laughs> Here, give me oh, that the microphone. Microphone's even coming on route. All right, it's all good. The, I mean, we were talking about, we, we were talking about how like, how, how like when you got a computer, I mean, that's what Jeremy was saying, it's like, okay, live set, it's like you got, a, you got your laptop, and from you guys, it's like, I'm looking at my laptop, if you can't see me what I'm doing, man, I might be doing some crazy jams, but you just can't see it, you know? And that's what controllers come in, that's why Jeremy wants to put his jams up like this, so he's like, hey, y'all, look at what <laughs> I'm doing. You know, and it's like that. I, I remember Jamie saying, we, we've been talking about it, that like, that's what the thing about a live band is, is like, you got a drum set, you know, and it's like, your drummer's going, you know, and that's like really, really visual. And so once you kind of like, you know, and, and even Tim, if you were actually watching what he's doing, he's got jams flying all over, he's got motorized faders and all this, you know, and, and to, and, and to take that in an electronic band and take it one more level to where the crowd can see it more like it's a drum set, more like, you know, okay, oh, you know, they, they need that. And that's what, that's where that Find Out High come in, you know, and. All right, and so let's, well, let's yeah, well, he's answered the question. 
that I was going to ask you, but, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the visuals, right? Because it's not, it's not just the controllers that are visible. Music is invisible. Right. Yeah. I mean, even, even on a ukulele. Maybe I explain first how we normally do a, a video set or a video show to music. Yeah, sure. So it's because we're more like we have our um, records. Actually, we bring it back with the records, like the finished self-made movies, and we know them really well. And then we go totally with the music. It's always like people come later and ask us how many times we rehearsal. And it's no, never ever. We never met before, so we just go totally with the music, telling a little bit stories, getting a little bit more uh, aesthetic with uh, you know, special kind of colors or whatever. And. So um, this time we saw like it's so great to have all this live playing musicians. So it's exactly how Jimmy was saying that mentioned that it's um, it, to do, to get this live feeling that you really see every key coming down, you know, every drum was playing, and even the voice that something is, uh, has a symbol for it and it's, it's seen on on stage. So that was actually. Um, our big mission to get all the signals from all the musicians and sort them out what is what is really characterizing right now, what they're doing right now, and all stuff. So we, we was actually going back to a total different uh, video system. We, we created for every instrument an, an instrument object that can also change. So it can, could be uh, first maybe the easiest way was to, to have some controls to see what they do on the controllers. And the second thing is you can go totally abstract. You can make form a sculpture which is actually changed by the musician. And then you can bring up the different musicians together to see that, oh wow, it's a performance. Um, so this was uh, the whole concept about it. And there was a lot of technical work behind it. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. How does the lighting fit into that? Because right? so you've got lighting kind of layered on top of that. The lighting thing is um, we, we are um, developing also that the lights can also be triggered by the musicians. But in here in this venue, we was happy to get anything off the light because it was a really quick changeover, and our light guy has only thirty minutes to figure out the lights. Oh really? What is okay. not enough actually to do basic stuff, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, that doesn't happily doesn't show, right? Yeah. Enough time to set the street. Okay, so you're kind of making making what what they're doing visual, and then but sometimes it's sometimes it's very clear that it's the controllers, and sometimes it's this sort of abstract picture. Yeah. That the other problem with segueing to that is it doesn't segue into anything else, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it is connected. And uh, we talked about you guys being able to kind of look back at, uh, at what's there. Now, how much data is coming out of the, maybe there's a question from, from Marcus, how much data is coming out of the software? Is this everything? Does it get sent <laughs> out We had a lot of data coming out. I think that's Heart the rates of the musicians? <laughs> I think this was the total of the challenge with all this data, especially from Tim, I think there was loads of data coming from the controllers and it was not like really simple to find out which data, like which event does what, or where do we, I mean, as some people told me, I said, because he had to really struggle with that, I, he didn't sleep for two nights. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we had, we had to ask really? the comment on this, we had like three days to rehearse here with everybody involved, and we had like three days in Nashville, so we made the whole show in six days. Everything. Wait, before I give it back to Toby, I just have to say that one of my favorite things about what they did with the visuals, and it, it's it's like a, a problem that you see with like many hip hop DJs, for example, is that they'll play one song and then they play like 30 seconds of it, and then they rock to the next song, and then another 30 seconds of this song, another 30 seconds of this song, and you're, and you're just going haywire. And what they did is take, took something that could have been so incredibly, incredibly complicated, and they could have thrown a lot of paint and colors and, and, and just kind of just overwhelmed you because there's already so much happening. They, they simplified it in such a beautiful way that really represented what we did. It was beautiful, bro. Let's talk it out. Dolby <laughs> robot. Yeah, true, a true compliment. Um, it's not trying, the visuals aren't trying to overshadow the artist. They're trying to compliment and better, better explain what's happening because I think that's one of the problems uh, just a lot of us have in our normal performance lives when we don't have someone like Toby is that uh, if you you know if you if you stand right there, you can tell that something cool is happening. But if you're somewhere far in the back, it's hard to actually understand what's going on in the in the performance. And so for me, it was just so cool to I move my record and a picture move circle moves. Great. <laughs> and we, that's actually a result of sort of a special addition to Tractor made just for mostly robot. <laughs> Keep it tech. <laughs> 
Well, can that so can that influence the the direction of this without giving away any trade secrets? Can that can that influence the direction of the software doing this kind of experiment? I mean, I think it's clear what the what the benefit was for this group of artists for you all to come together. Some of you played together before, some of you haven't, but to, to kind of even to bring you all together for a few days made something amazing happen. What about the opposite direction? Can that um, some of these guys have already had an impact on the, on the software and hardware that they originally sort of designed? an experiment like this? Of course it helps a lot. I mean, we get the insight. As I said before, like changing GSPS4, I mean, that opens up our mind. Like, was, we should do something like that for the musicians. I mean, it helps. Uh, I, we were constantly in touch with the developers. Like, uh, Sam was always talking to Jim in Berlin, and um, <laughs> we had to figure out lots of stuff. They were constantly, we were constantly communicating. I was like, hey, Call me back, please, because of this. I mean, there was, there's loads of gear on stage. There's loads of sensible technology on stage, as you can imagine. So yeah, it helps, of course. I mean, and this is something that you could certainly say is true of the history of electronic music instruments. This kind of collaboration between artists and builders, and, and the feedback that you get to the point where, at some point, the artists are almost co-designing the, the creation. Um, I think you can kind of go back into instrument building much before that, where the organ builders and violin makers who build relationships with virtuoso artists yeah. as a, as a like way a to list. step before. Yeah, hey, right. a list totally did that. I mean, that's like the whole thing, the whole development of the piano. The piano didn't even become a real instrument until the Industrial Revolution when they could when they could take steel and make it like solid. Because Liszt would go to go all over Europe, and he was just like this pretty boy dude that was just like. I'm gonna cut, and then he would just cut, and he would literally break a piano in half in his performance <laughs> just by cutting so hard, you know. And so then he developed with chickering. He would, that's he he was like the first guy to ever have a rider. And this is in the 1830s, you know, 1840s, and you know, and chickering he and chickering pianos, which are good pianos. And yeah, totally, it's it's totally been happening forever. And then jelly like, beans and diet coke in the dressing room. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> I didn't even know they had aspartame in the 19th century. <laughs> it was like they, they had to break the controls, they didn't break it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I have no idea what time it is, but it seems like it's time for questions. Either, maybe it's not. Maybe there are no questions. Maybe it's time for question. Question? A question. Question. From the audience. Sure. Oh, there's one. Yeah. Uh, have there been any improvements uh, as far as buying a drum machine that doesn't hurt your fingers? Improvements as if there's a drum machine that doesn't hurt your well, I mean, I've been playing piano my entire life, so Stefan knows me personally, so he knows that my hands hurt a lot, you know. Um, and and we, we all deal with these kind of like work issues, you know, and, and much of it comes from actually just programming as well, you know. So, uh, so I do actually have hand pain, um, and I much of it is because I overwork myself, of course. And it's, it's hard to say at this point how much of it is from, from what, because I actually, like, I had to switch from, from using a mouse, this kind of thing, you know, so, I mean, as he's saying, as the music, as the pieces are evolving, you know, I'm hoping to get more involved with, with Native, and, um, and um, from my, my personal dreams, I would kind of like smaller pads, you know, that could be part of it, but I've played on some smaller pads, too, and then my fingers still hurt afterwards, so it's like, you know, is it is it a personal technique, and, and that was also with uh, the way I'm putting, the, ang the way I'm angling my drum machines, just the way that you're gonna set yourself up to work all day yeah. is life-changing, yeah. quite literally. I mean, I went from, from having flat drum machines where my wrists were at this position all day, or I ended up on, on this kind of thing trying to grab things, or, or if I'm playing with two hands, one hand's playing like over this hand, so I have this weird angle here, you know, and I wake up in the morning and I'm like this, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's really about setting your stuff up correctly, number one. Um, yeah, but I do like some pads better than other pads, it's true. So the machine pads are still currently my favorite. I, will I know that's right. Pads. They feel real good. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Number nine. We got another question from the audience. Um, are you specifically speaking about the, the new software that's um, specially made for the visual, like it's a native instrument? That's going to be something in the future that um, us. Yeah, so the question is whether we're all going to get a sort of future version yeah, of native instrument software that, that pipes visual data to you, actually. Maybe, um, of course we're working on it. 
cool. Yeah. But you have to send the data to Toby. <laughs> Toby will process all the controller data from everywhere in the world. You get, you get a Toby with each purchase of Tractor Scratch Pro. I buy that for a dollar. Only if you buy complete, actually. Then yeah. <laughs> complete eight, oh, yeah, ultimate Toby. Edition. Complete ultimate, yeah. yeah. Complete nine Toby. Edition. Another question. Another one. Jimmy trifecta of Jesus, 
duck hunting and Nashville. Yeah, which <laughs> Jesus is duck hunting in Nashville. Hallelujah. Yeah, I got this friend, y'all. <laughs> you can know him too. <laughs> no disrespect, but um, but really, see, I mean, I'm serious. I, I really would like to wake up in the morning and duck hunt at four o'clock in the morning. You know. And then maybe take a little nap, wake up in the afternoon, and then and then make money, you know? Because I can't make money duck hunting. I mean, I can fill my belly, but shotgun shells cost money, and gas costs money, and you know? And and so like, and, and so it's always the idea, it's like, okay, how can I do this? How can how can I collaborate? And, and I do see a day in the future where that is possible, and I think we all want that, but the internet has to get so fast. It has to get so, 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 because we can have a Google Hangout all day, but to have that open on a window and have it to actually be live and having to be sending multi-channel audio from, it is gonna be possible and not so long, but not quite right now. And that is, I think that's all of our dreams probably in this room. Because then I can duck hunt. How long does it take light to get from like Berlin to LA? Even that's a little, it's a little lag. Yeah, I don't think you'd notice it, <laughs> Actually, we get lights from Berlin. It's, it's going to take a really long time. It's like three milliseconds, I think, from yeah. lights. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Sorry, it was a physics moment. We we kind of shut out the audience for a second there, but we wanted. This supposed to make it look like it's the end of the panel. Is that what that means? No. Okay. Okay. So another another question. So Tim want to talk about stuff he's working about? Yeah. Working about? Working? Would Tim like to share something he's working on? I uh, oh this one's louder, isn't it? Uh yes. <laughs> um uh, yeah. you got a copy of the mouth handy. Uh, that would that'd be pretty cool. It'd be quite cool if all microphones had a mouth embedded in them. You could I know that's right. Oh. <laughs> Sell some units that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of packaging. Um uh, yeah, I am. Um, I've been working on a new performance machine. Well, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of an ongoing process, uh, and uh, it's I've, I've always tried to like make a machine and then keep on developing it um, as I'm gigging. Um, but the more complex a machine gets, um, the the harder it is to kind of be fluid with it. So, so actually, I'm now working on it's a kind of like. Well, so, so the machine I'm using with Mighty Robot, this has been in existence for about four years now. Um, and it hasn't, I mean, I've added a few things, but it hasn't really changed that much. Um, and I've, yeah, I've tried to kind of add other features in and kind of change the workflow, kind of responding to things I've learned, but it always ends up compromising. Because when, you, when you're building an instrument, if you're, I mean, if you're building a DAW, um, then you can kind of, you know, as long as you keep the GUI, the, the graphics clean, you can um, you could do you could just add features and add features and add features. Um, but if you're making an instrument, um, everything everything you use has to be sort of one or two um, clicks or, or button pushes or fader strokes away um, at most. And you also you don't want you don't want to have any um, kind of like uh, state. Um, you don't want to have too much like state logic. Anyway, this is this is I digress. Um, yeah, I'm working on a new machine. Um, <laughs> What's do you it going to do? Do in your shop, or do you already have people hiring you? Uh, I it's really it's really hard to find people who can program Reactor at like a proper sort of like programming level. Um, I kind of wish I'd learned C plus plus. Because you're getting down to the level of DSP, right? You're, you're yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Reactor Core, which is a, this kind of like super low level. It's basically just a visual representation of C. Um, so, so you program DSP, and, and but a lot of it's like, a lot of it's kind of just just logic, kind of making data structures and so on. Um, I started working with a guy recently who um, actually kind of works part time at Native. Who's a really he's a super. I mean, he's like he's kind of the archetypal German. Uh, he's like just I mean you. You, you say, okay, I want this thing that kind of does this, and I need, you know, I need these kind of inputs and these kind of outputs, and I don't know, just go through and uh, ask all the right questions, and then, you know, like a week or two later, we'll come back with something which does exactly that, really efficiently. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, so yeah, but um, I'm I'm working with one other one other guy at the moment. Um, yeah. What's your machine gonna do? Uh, NDAs well, will be at the door. As <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, it's 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 another it's another looper basically. It's kind of so. The first machine that I made, um, which I did this kind of video for um, NI like 2005, was ages ago now, but uh, and that was um, that was kind of. It's kind of complicated. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a looper basically, um, but it's it's kind of based on. So the current my current machine is it's very much it's got a kind of jazz mentality. It's got this kind of everything goes into one like looping mangling um, hub, and um, there's no. So once you once you've like looped something and mangled something, you can't go backwards. There's no like undo. There's no you can't kind of make a riff and then. Work, you know, work that riff and then mangle it and then go back to the original riff. You know, it's always you're always moving forward. So that's something that I've always felt a bit stuck by. So this new one, you know, has something that allows me to do that. Um, yeah, it's fascinating about loopers, right? Is it seems like the simplest thing you could create, but but everybody kind of disagrees about what they should do. Totally, and I know. I mean, there are there are quite other quite a few other musicians. You know, there's some really quite kind of. Um, Esteemed musician, well, like Imogen Heap, she's working with some people on her own looper thing, these gloves. I don't know if anyone's seen the, the gloves project she's been doing yet. And uh, Beardy Man as well, mate Beardy Man, he's um, been working with some programmers to make his own kind of looper. And you know, I've sort of had a bit of a glimpse of what he's done. And what was really interesting, and also, I mean, I kind of I've, I've worked for a bit on um, Imogen's project as well, I did some of the, the mini looping stuff for that. Um, or mini arpeggiating stuff. Um, and what's what's really interesting is just everybody's take on it. And I'm sure I've never actually I've never actually played with your system, but yeah. what's amazing is when it comes to looping, when it comes to like bespoke loopers, everybody's approach is so different and it feels so different. And ultimately, what is basically recording that amount of audio and then making it go round and round and round and round, and so maybe having some kind of wave switching on and off. It's just there are so many permutations. It's it's almost like a completely new breed of instrument. This comes back to something we said at the beginning, the, this going from DJ to live. So many paths of how you can do that. And it's, it's stunning. There's lots and lots and lots of choices. And even if you just took the one idea of a loop before you get into turntables and sample triggering and drum pads and keyboards and vocals and visuals and Tim and all of these other things. <laughs> you know, it's just lots and lots of choices. So actually, let me just to kind of bring some of this back. I'm, you know, I talked to a, a band yesterday that had they'd grown up in a small village in Germany, and now they've moved to. What mostly robot? We're German. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thick German. I'm glad that people don't make fun of my thick German accent. It's really, <laughs> really generous of them. But uh, you know, but then you even talk to people in the middle of New York City, and they, and hear some of the same things. People feel isolated. Right, so people love. I think people will love what you guys are doing, but then kind of come back and say, "Well, I don't know. Jamie Lydell's meant to come over and sing with me, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a terrible turntablist. I don't know." They're, but they're, they may feel you, you get all this access on the internet, and then when it comes to actually getting in, in together in a room with people, it can be kind of hard. Is there a is there a strategy to give the tip to get those people to come try? How do you get people into your into your room? Friend them on Facebook. I mean, you have to choose the right people, the highly skilled and the best, so we show. I think it's actually, it's a real, like, um, sorry, the mic. Uh, it's, a, it, it's a really personal thing. I mean, yeah. you actually, you have to find people who you, who you click with. And it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, like, I think a lot, of, a lot of people working in the electronic music zone are, you know, it can be very isolating, and also it's often it's often very very kind of introverted sort of people, and um, and actually, you know, I've I've learned a lot in the last couple of weeks stepping into this band, this band situation, which is you know I'm kind of quite quite a long way out of my comfort zone, and it's really made me realise like how introverted I actually am, um, and it's it's made me realise a lot about myself and like the sort of the kind of emotional processes I went through, like 
go like, oh no, I can't do everything here, and then and then go to like, right, I kind of go do less, and then suddenly feeling like, well, I'm not doing enough here, and then actually like, then going through that and into this whole like, ah, oh, this is the big thing that's happening. Um, so I don't know. It gets really complex. I think it's, it has a lot to do with uh, with people and temperaments, and I think I think that there's a real need at the moment to kind of not really to provide technology, but to, pro to provide kind of spaces for people to get together, to provide, I mean, you know, like the um, rehearsal space is expensive at the moment. I mean, in, in any of the musical hubs, really, um, the musical hubs like, you know, London or New York, maybe Berlin is still a bit cheaper. I think well, I mean, that's, but that's actually, it's musical density because in Berlin, where everything else is cheap, sometimes getting practice studios is the most expensive thing that you can do. So, yeah, I will get, get space. I don't know, Chris, that there. Yeah. Don't do it. Oh. I'm a good catch. Oh no, it's like an egg. Beautiful. Complete lack of spatial awareness. I'm going to take that right back to the ancient skill sets, basically. I mean, you have to remember that music, whether it's being done by an insane computer built in 2012 or a conga drum from 200 years ago that's sheep's skin or something. Um, Music is, has two things. It has rhythm and it has harmony. And the harmony is absolutely changing as the synthesis is changing and you're creating different sounds, but when it comes down to it, music is, and, and who said this the other day about the vinyl being the best representative about it, I think Jamie was talking about that. When the record's spinning, you see music in time happening. And, that, and that's what's really happening. It's shooting at your ears over the course of time and certain notes are of a different frequency. And that's what it is. So when you get down to the ancient skill sets, if you can play particular rhythms and you've done a little bit of work to just, you know, trying not to speed up while you're playing the song and, and slowing down. I mean, these are the essentials, quite honestly. And listening to, if your friend is speeding up, maybe you'll speed up a little bit with him. I mean, it's, it's really, a lot of the things are still gonna be quite similar as the ancient skill sets. That's my take. And uh, yeah, I think you, you, you brought up the point also of you yourself need to have these skills. Um, so I mean, you don't need native instruments to hand pick you and, and then say, all right, you guys are gonna be in this, we practice in the squash court. You guys are gonna be in, locked in this sweaty squash court for three days. Um, it's, I think the first step is, I, it's especially if you're dealing with one of these new instruments, is being just comfortable with yourself and how you interact with your tools how you interact with your 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 equipment. And I'm, I'm not even taking, you guys are loud, I'm not even taking it there. <laughs> I'm getting serious right now. Um, um, uh, yeah, but it, before, before I, I mean, there's sort of, you're more accountable in a band situation. Like when you're on, when you're on your own, if you mess up, you mess up and all that it affects is you. You just, okay, I messed up. Uh, I know how to get myself back on track. But even, even the simplest things when you're in a group situation take a lot, I think more concentration, more focus, and more mastery over your tools. So, I mean, I think this is certainly, other, peop other people can certainly make an electronic band, but the first step, I think, is just whatever your tool is or your set of tools are, uh, you just feel comfortable with them and you feel you have control over them. So when these surprise situations come up, when you need to adapt quickly and not throw everyone else off, you're comfortable enough to access your particular set of tools. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, like, I mean, it, it's always going to come down to mastering the, the basic elements of music in, in some way. Having understanding basic feeling rhythm or, or harmony or melody or you know, whatever you need to do. And I mean, there's always going to be that beginning, that beginning whatever kid in the basement, you know, needing to express himself. I mean, I, I think that's the, the, you know, I think that's the first thing is, is, is you have to have a need to express yourself. and. And, 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 and if it becomes music, then you, you know, find it some sort of instrument. Okay, well, oh, well, oh, I said Jeremy Ellis, he could do all this bullshit. And, uh, <laughs> or like, you know, whatever, you know, like, okay, well, I can do that, I, you know. And, you know, I've, my, my parents made me play some, you know, piano lessons, so I fucked the piano, I'm gonna play drum machine, rebel, so hardcore. You know, but it's not rebellion, you know, and, and but, you know, I don't know. One, one, one needs to, one needs to dig in first and and not and expect because like, you know, it's, it's it's like you guys said that that a lot of people want to make music seem really hard, and subtlety is extremely hard. 
there's no there's no bullshit about that. But but the basic jams, man, are really visceral, really easy. Quarter notes, quarter note, and there's four of them in a bar. If it's in four four, it's really doom 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 doom. That's not so hard to understand. But then playing around with it, you know, is is a different thing. But like you know, music is easy. And because it is so easy, we all do it. But the whole thing is, is the, the magic of it is that it can be so different, you know? That, I mean, like minimal techno, I don't know shit about that, but I mean, like, it's oh, like- yes, you just played some. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like how many different, I mean, it's, it's infinite. It, and, and, and it doesn't even make any sense to me but like in Nashville, that it could be infinite, but it is, and it and different tracks bump, man, and that's the magic of it, you know. And it's been it's simple, it's kick drums or whatever, you know. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's easy and it's hard at the same time, but it starts out kind of easy. That's that, and that's the bottom line is if you if you if you persevere, maybe you have a couple of teachers, you know, be it on the internet. Those teachers might be on the internet. They might be somebody in your village or this and that, you know, start, you know, decide to start, need, have a need to express, and you know, that. I think that, I think that brings it on that, on that note, so to speak, let's say thanks to all of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.